Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to I Want to Be A, a show where we walk our starry-eyed job seekers through the reality of how to get their dream jobs or careers. And today we're talking about the healthcare industry and how it's booming. And with that boom comes a demand for nursing professionals. And today we're with Brooke Zepnik, a registered nurse, to discuss the ins and outs of becoming a nurse. So, Brooke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, Again, my name is Brooke Zepnik. Uh, I am a full-time registered nurse. Um, I do work for Wheaton Franciscan Healthcare at Elmbrook Memorial. So what attracted you to nursing? So, you know, originally my aunt was a nurse. Um, Growing up, I would hear her stories about about the profession um, and and exactly what she loved about it. And then kind of as I moved into high school, I was fortunate enough that my high school had a pre-nursing program. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of uh, pre-rec courses for for my college program. So that was was a very fortunate thing um, that I was able to be a part of. And then I just realized, you know, as as I moved into it in college, that my my personality would fit as a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of my my personal attributes fit that of a nurse, uh, as well as the fact that the nursing field is constantly changing and it's a lifelong learning process. Okay. And you mentioned that your personal attributes kind of they fit into the niche of a nurse. So could you tell us a little bit about those? You know, I find that my personality, uh, I tend to be pretty relatable to every personality that I would encounter. Um, I have a lot of patience naturally. And I think that those are all qualities that are important for a nurse. So what sort of educational background do you have? And is that kind of typical for nursing students or people wanting to go into that profession? So I have my BSN, which is a baccalaureate degree from mm-hmm. um, Alverno. It's a four-year degree. You don't need to have a BSN to be a nurse. You can have an ADN, which is an associate's degree. However, a lot of um, health care organizations are changing the requirements mm-hmm. for nurses. So there is an initiative. It's the 80-20 initiative um, by 2015 that a lot of healthcare organizations in the area would like 80% of their nurses to be BSN prepared or to be on their way to being BSN prepared. So you will see that, you know, so that is a benefit to having a bachelor's degree. You know, I'm not steering anyone away from getting their associate's degree. It's definitely, you know, a, a quicker way to get into the field and to start practicing. But that's just something to keep in mind for future education. Okay. And what about majors? What kind of majors should you kind of declare when you're going into college for something like this? Uh, Definitely nursing. You want to declare yourself as a nursing major. But then it always helps, you know, as a minor to have some sort of minor in sciences. So my minor in college was biology. Mm -hmm. It's good to have um, biology or chemistry or even psych. It's good to have um, psychology as a minor just because we do use so many psychological practices and abilities in the field. And did you do any extracurricular activities that really helped you get prepared when you were in college? Yeah, I did. Um, I involved myself in the the student nurses organization. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I also took several leadership positions on campus. I was an RA in college. And, and those are all things that you can put on your nursing resume. It's just, it's a great thing to be involved in in school because it shows your potential leaders that you're able to take initiative in a job and and take leadership positions. Okay. So what about clinicals? I hear a lot about clinicals around nursing students. Can you tell us what those are, why you have to do them, and what they look like? So clinical experiences, uh, in a bachelor's degree, you tend to have four semester-long clinicals. Mm -hmm. And you're placed in those clinicals. You don't necessarily get to choose them. But it's just different areas of of practice that you get to experience patient care. So you get to practice your patient care. You get to practice your clinical skills, interacting with your fellow peers and also nurses. So Mm -hmm. it kind of gives you an example um, of how nurses 
are on the unit and how a unit works, all the working parts of a floor, and really the full picture of nursing. So you had four semesters of clinicals. Mm -hmm. What areas were you placed in when you were doing yours? So I was placed in, uh, we did, you know, everyone in in my program did uh, a clinical in a nursing home in a, in a residential mm-hmm. facility. Um, but then the other three semesters, I was placed on med surge floors. Two of those semesters, I was placed with groups. And then I was fortunate enough in my last semester as a, ner- a nursing student to be a, an individual preceptor. So I got to work one-on-one weekly with a nurse for three months. Okay, And that really helped to develop my practice. It showed me really exactly what a nurse's role is on a floor. And then I was actually hired onto that floor as a nurse, and I still work there. Okay, that's awesome. So what about the time commitment involved? How did that work with going to school and then going to your clinicals and kind of having a personal life as well? Yeah, so, you know, nursing school is very busy. It's mm-hmm. difficult to have a personal life, but it's it's possible. Clinicals are usually 16 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be, well, it's 16 to 18 hours a week. But it's definitely possible with, you know, good organizational skills and prioritization, which are both things that you need as a nurse. Um, so you get to practice those skills in nursing school and then carry that over as a nurse. Okay. So overall, what was the biggest takeaway that you had from your clinicals that is really helping you today in your current role? You know, I was really able to to see exactly what a nurse's duty was and what her scope of practice or his or her scope of practice uh, included. And that was that was a huge help when I entered into the field because I knew what to expect at my first nursing job. I mean, I knew exactly how I should interact with my peers and how I should interact with physicians. And it really gave me a good foundation and basis mm-hmm. as to what a nursing role is. So talk to us about the process of applying for jobs after you graduate. What kind of things do job seekers need to know? So job seekers are looking for uh, past clinical experiences that you've had. You know, if you've had any internship experiences, which clinicals and internships are actually two separate things. Clinicals okay. clinicals are set up by your nursing program, whereas internships are usually sought out by a nursing student themselves. So a lot of nursing students actually have clinicals where, you know, they'll go for 12 to 18 hours a week and then they'll have an internship that they'll have separate from that. So it's not affiliated with the school at all. They've applied to it themselves. Um, and we have a lot of interns on our floor who are also in clinical experiences. Okay. So what about the job interview? Um, any tips or advice for this part of the process? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I always say just sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, your resume, you know, it's always great to have a, a solid resume with everything that you've been involved in on. At the same time, you really want to have confidence in in yourself. Mm-hmm. and you want to walk in there, you know, thinking that you're going to get this job because you will knock it out of the park and you're going to impress the interviewer, which tends to be the director of nursing at times. I was interviewed by a director of nursing and she ended up hiring me. But you really want to tell them how you would work well within the organization based on your own personal attributes, your professional attributes, and what you've gained from your clinical experiences or internship experiences. Okay. And what kind of questions do they typically ask in an interview? Do they ask you to demonstrate anything or... Not necessarily demonstration. They might uh, just have you shadow a nurse for a day just to kind of see how well you would work on the floor. But they really ask you about yourself, strengths, weaknesses. So really be prepared for those questions. They'll ask you, you know, based on our mission, vision, and value, how do you think that you would fit well with this organization? So I always recommend that you look into the organization before you go into that interview. Really know what their mission is because you really want to make sure that your own values fit with the value of the organization that you'll be 
working for. All right. And then you mentioned the resume just a little bit. Yeah. So what kind of things should you really be including in your resume as a nursing student? Sure. You really want to have um, past clinical experiences, how long you were at those clinicals for, what you did at those clinicals, the skills that you've performed. You want to have what you are involved in in your college career. Again, leadership experiences are huge a huge part of a resume, and you really want to include that. Um, any offices that you've held in college, you know, if you were involved in your student organization, you were the secretary or the vice president, you really want to include that, you know, as well as any skills that you're proud of, uh, mm-hmm. skills that you're proud of demonstrating for them. You should always highlight your attributes. And, mm-hmm. and you, yes, always have a few things in your back pocket that you can work on, but really, really sell yourself and, and highlight attributes to a professional. And what about certifications? Are, are there any additional certifications that you should get when you're going into nursing or should you include those on your resume? It's always good to include any certifications that you have. Really graduating from nursing school, you wouldn't necessarily have any, you know, unless you were a PCA or a nursing assistant, Mm -hmm. a CNA, that's always a great thing to have coming out of nursing. Um, It just shows that that you've taken the initiative to involve yourself in the healthcare field before becoming a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is a great thing to be a PCA or a CNA before you enter into the field of nursing. I was. I think that really helped me as a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps you to to understand the viewpoint that um, your PCAs have and that, you know, it's always good to work as a team. Um, You know, you might be a little bit overwhelmed in your nursing career, but or in your nursing, um, in your day as a nurse, I should say. But it's always good to, to help with your PCA because they're sometimes struggling just as much as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I also recommend that you put on your uh, BLS, which is um, CPR, basically support. It's always good to have that. And I, I believe all nursing schools require that now. Okay. So what floor do you currently work on and could you walk us through a typical day? Absolutely. So I currently work um, as a full-time nurse. I'm a 0.9 FTE, which is mm-hmm. full-time equivalent, meaning I work uh, nine out of 14 days. Okay. Um, so I work uh, on a surgical orthopedic floor. Okay. So basically any surgical candidate or surgical case comes up to our floor and we take care of them. Mm-hmm. At uh, my facility, we have a surgical floor and then a medical floor. Okay. So they are separate. Um, so we really only see surgical patients. So a, a typical day, um, I work day shift. I'm fortunate mm-hmm. enough to to have been hired uh, right out of nursing school on, on day shift full time. So I was blessed for that. A typical day, you walk in, get your assignment. Uh, we tend to have four to six patients. That's our typical ratio, mm-hmm. one nurse to four to six patients. Um, you get report uh, from your charge nurse from the night shift, mm-hmm. and then you get report from the night shift nurse on all of your patients, and you really just get a running start on your day. There's really, you know, no time to kind of lag. You really just want to see all of your patients. We really push for bedside report, which mm-hmm. is, um, it's a huge initiative right now in healthcare, and really doing a report with the night shift nurse in the room at the patient's bedside so that they're involved, you know, in their plan of care and they know what what will be going on for that day. Uh, they'll know exactly what the plan is. Um, and that's a huge initiative right now with, okay. with Wheaton. Um, so, you know, after that, I really just kind of look into how I'm going to coordinate my patient's care for that day, what will be going on in their care. And that, that can be sometimes difficult when you have, you know, a higher number of patients that you're taking care of. But again, with, with practice and experience, it really just comes naturally. 
So a, a huge nurse of or a huge part of the uh, nurse's day is basically coordinating their patient's care, um, and you coordinate with different specialties. So physical therapy, occupational therapy, respiratory and speech therapies, care managers and physicians. Uh, a huge part of our job is speaking with physicians about treatment plans. So mm-hmm. you know that's where that confidence piece comes in, where you need to know exactly what's going on with your patients at all times, so that if a, if a physician you know who is in a specialty comes up to you and, and says, you know what what was this lab? And, and what do you think about this? And so you really are able to give your own perspective. Okay. And you're able to to kind of follow along with the, the tr- patient's treatment care, and you're able to give your own input into it. Now, is this standard for all jobs like yours, or is there any variances depending on, like, what department you're in? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's standard for, you know, a, a medical or a surgical floor to have four to six patients. That is just that's the ratio on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in other departments such as, you know, labor and delivery, ICU nursing, intensive care, or psychiatric nursing, you're, you tend to have a little bit of a lower ratio just because those patients have a higher acuity a.k.a. they're they're sicker patients or they require more attention. You know, and I always think it's the the standard of practice right now. Um, It might change, you know, in the future. It's Mm -hmm. definitely we've had lower uh, patient nurse-to-patient ratios in the past, but in different specialties, you tend to have uh, different ratios. It's not the same across the board. Okay. Now, you mentioned that you're a 0.9 FT and mm-hmm. you have the day shift. Yes. So is that typical for someone, you know, fresh out of college to get something like that? Sure. Or is it something you need to really work into? So I was, I was actually, when I applied for my position... I applied for a 0.6, which is a part-time. Mm-hmm. Anything below a 0.7 is, is going to be part-time. A 0.6 on night shift. Oh, boy. And so, <laughs> and so I, you know, I applied. I had full intention of working night shift for as long as I needed to. And mm-hmm. I got the call back, and they offered me a 0.9 on days, mm-hmm. only because someone had shifted their FTE and had shifted to a different shift, basically. So right. they, had, they had moved to a different shift. And so, no, it's, it's absolutely not uh, common to, to get days fresh out of nursing school, you really should be flexible uh, when applying to positions because we really, you know, we need night shift nurses. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a pretty high turnover rate on on night shift, and that's really across the board in nursing because that's not our normal rhythm. Mm -hmm. We tend to be day creatures. We're not nocturnal. Right. Um, but, you know, coming fresh out of college, I would really encourage people to to broaden their horizons and to have an open mind when applying to positions because, you know, you might not get the position that you want now, but later on down the line, something might open in your organization. You might be able to move internally into that position. Okay. Now, what skills are really essential for a successful career as a registered nurse? There are a lot of attributes that nurses should have, and mm-hmm. and the majority of the people in you know nurses in the profession have these. But I always say the main things are compassion, mm-hmm. empathy. You know, those are kind of standard. Uh, having a lot of patience with your pa- with uh, with your patients mm-hmm. uh, is is huge. You know, you really sometimes we're not working you know with the youngest, most sprightly bunch of people, and mm-hmm. so having a lot of you know patience and understanding and. And uh, empathy for the for these people are is just the biggest thing. Also, you know, being detail oriented and having really good organizational skills will help your job tremendously. Having a good intuition and critical thinking skills, which will develop over time, you know, that does take time in the field. But really developing those skills is is critical to the position. Also, great communication skills. It's never too early to work on your communication with others. 
it's essential in, in our job. We need to know exactly what's going on at all times and be able to communicate that to the, the right people. Now, do you absolutely love your career? And what about it specifically <laughs> do you love? I I love uh, being a nurse only because it just if it's a career that fits with my personality. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know if nursing will fit with your personality or not. You know, I love being able to to guide and care for my patients, especially when it might be one of the hardest and most stressful times of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to comfort them and reassure them through this time. There is no feeling like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being able to advocate for someone. Um, advocation is, a, is one of the biggest things that a nurse will do. Basically, you know, speaking up for their patient uh, okay. to other to other uh, physicians and, and other specialties in the field. You know, having that voice for your patient is the most critical thing that you can do. Um, and it's just, it's such an important piece of the field. So what about things that um, you dislike or you find extremely challenging about being a nurse? One of the, the biggest things that I hear a lot of nurses, you know, really stressing about is is the emotional stress that we get from our job. You mm-hmm. know, yes, we are, we are physically and mentally exhausted at the end of the day. We're running around on the floor um, really, you know, taking care of people constantly and multitasking and, and making sure everything is done. But at the end of the day, you know, we really we really don't look at, you know, the the emotional stress that our patients are going through. And I think it really ends up taking a toll on us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of nurses, and I'm sometimes guilty for it, uh, you, we don't really take care of ourselves. We like to take care of other people and you know, get a great a great feeling from that. But the emotional stress is probably the biggest, the biggest. Um, I would say not downfall, but it's it can be a hindrance in the position. So, what do you do to kind of overcome that and keep yourself healthy? Yeah, so definitely um, talking to other nurses about about you know your day or about the troubles that you might be having at the time. Um, I've definitely confided in a lot of my peers, mm-hmm. you know, and and vice versa. And we really um, help each other. You know, we always say nobody knows a nurse's job like another nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that really holds true in in the career in a, the field. So I think it's really just important to keep yourself emotionally and mentally healthy by kind of talking through some of the issues that you might be having, you know, with the stresses of taking care of people, you know, day in and day out. And that, you know, there is no one better to do that with than another nurse. Okay. So are you, do you have any concerns about bringing home an illness that you would kind of something going on around the <laughs> hospital? Is that ever a concern? So I've actually, I've had that question a lot. Um, so it's funny that you ask. We take, you know, a lot of the proper precautions to, you know, to to fight against that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have someone who is contagious or able to pass something on to us, we, we definitely uh, take the proper precautions. We wear, you know, masks. We wear gloves and gowns, um, sometimes goggles if it's, mm-hmm. you know, that serious. But I've never gotten sick from a patient and vice versa. I've never gotten a patient sick. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Do you have to work a lot of holidays? And how does that work between sure. the nurses on the floor? Is yeah. it something that's just kind of divvied up? Or? Yep. So I actually I work every other weekend, and then mm-hmm. we um, split holidays. So I work every other holiday. So when you look at um, major holidays, you basically work one of two days. So okay. for Christmas, you either work Christmas Eve and New Year's Day or Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then we rotate things like, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July. And those holidays, Thanksgiving are all rotated. So it's, you know, it's a very common occurrence for nurses, especially mm-hmm. floor nurses, really in any specialty to work holidays and weekends because healthcare does not stop. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask because a lot of our listeners are high schoolers or college sure. students kind of looking to get into this. 
Could you give us a ballpark of the compensation for being a registered nurse? Sure. Um, you know, I, I am going to kind of caution if you are looking for a high compensation field, nursing is one of the highest paying jobs coming out of college. Mm-hmm. That definitely is not a reason to get into the field. I always tell people that, you know, I'm a firm believer that you should love what you do. And um, nursing is not a career that you'll stay in long term if, if you don't love <laughs> if it. you're in it for the compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that is that definitely holds true. Uh, you really need to love taking care of other people and, and love what you do um, in order to stay in it. But really coming out of college, uh, we tend to see starting nurses, you know, depending on the specialty that you enter into, uh, making between forty five and 55000 a year. And what factors might increase one's salary over time? Every year, um, especially at Wheaton, you know, I'm not sure about other organizations, but we do what's called a PEP. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, an annual review. Okay. And basically, um, your score on your PEP determines the percentage of increase that you get annually. Okay. So, so it's really, you know, doing a great job on the floor, being a leader on the floor, taking leadership positions, or involving yourself in in different um, councils and in starting different projects on the floor. Those are all things that you can use on your annual review. I am actually the skin representative on my floor, mm-hmm. and I implemented something called skin bins. Okay. So it's basically um, utilizing products in a more effective and efficient manner, mm-hmm. uh, thus saving money for the organization, and then also encouraging you know people to use these products that we have in our floor that, that um, PCAs and nurses might not tend to think to use for our patients. So okay. it's really kind of a win-win in, in both situations. And just involving yourself you know, on your floor is, is huge. You mm-hmm. really want to you know, now that you're out of college, all of these organizations that you were involved in in college and taking these leadership roles, you can really migrate into your nursing profession and, and utilize those skills on your floor and, and really giving back to your unit. I'll be honest with me. If you had to do this all over again, <laughs> would you do it? I would. I would. Uh, you know, I've had that question as well. I definitely would. You know, I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen myself working a, a you know just a nine to five mm-hmm. Monday through Friday job, um, not interacting with people or taking care of others. I really think that you know if I if I were to do it all over again, I really wouldn't do anything differently. It's it's something that I love, and I think um, once you're in the field, you, you kind of you just you couldn't see yourself doing anything else. Okay. So if you were in the shoes of a job seeker, what do you wish someone would have told you when you were going through these things that? you really wish you would have known? You know, I would say just be open to what comes your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was lucky to have gotten a great job right out of college and mm-hmm. on the shift that I wanted and the the FTE that I wanted. But, you know, I know that's not the case for everyone that's, that's graduating and for all new graduates. I would say really be open to anything, any position that comes your way because you never know what you could learn um, mm-hmm. on that shift and on that unit. The ability to, to change specialties is always there. I know nurses who I work with who have done labor and delivery, and mm-hmm. now they're doing surgical nursing. Um, so really, you can do a lot with your degree. You might need different certifications when you move into a different position, but nursing across the board, you are able to move into different specialties very easily. Um, so I would just say really be open to, to whatever comes your way fresh out of nursing school. If you work full-time on nights, mm-hmm. you're not always going to work full-time on nights, right. you know, especially if you are are active on your unit and you really prove yourself, mm-hmm. um, you can really move around your organization pretty quickly. All right, everyone. That's it for today on I Want to Be Up. Thank you for joining us and sharing your advice, Brooke. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljnradio.com. 
If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, simply send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.